Good morning, We're carrying on. We saw yesterday that uh, we discussed the din of where we of of, of the nedunya. We saw at the end the parnasah, the parnasah. Is it naked to be not naked to be as opposed to mezon, etc. Work as like this. Talale rav lerebi beinachite. So Talale rav sent a letter to Rebbe. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, look at Rashi over here. Shlomim sent him a, a letter of well-being, like a, how you're doing letter. And in the middle of the lines of the letter, he put have attached a, a question, how you're doing. Look at Tosfot here on the, on the, on the outside daft, the first Tosfot. It says, Plenty of questions were asked in this way. By you, he got tefirot, so the letters were tied, to, were tied together. Uvein otam tefirot katav shelazu, and between the seams, he sort of one of them he put in this question. Ube contrast pires ben ashiti, ben right? It also says a contrast that the that Rashi says here between the lines. Chalam arbi rushami banazikin tadilei beinei shitya. Okay, so we can try and get an idea there. I suppose he sent him a couple of letters of different things, and he also attached to it. A question. So, what was that question that he asked him? He asked him like this: Ha'achin sheshib du mahu. The brothers. We're talking about now the orphans, right? The yatomim after the father died. The brothers that mortgaged the property, which was meant to be used to fund their sisters, look after their sisters, pay the dunya. So, mahu. What's the story? What's it in? So the Gemara tells you: Habiyati Rabbi Chia Kamei. Look at Rashi. Rabbi Chia was standing there in front, or sitting there in front of Rebbe. When the letter arrived in Rebbe's office, Rabbi Chia was sitting there uh, with Rebbe. So Amarle, so uh, Rashi says, Amarle Rabbi Chia. Rabbi Chia says to, uh, says to Rebbe, right? Machru or Mishkanu. Let's look at the Rashi. Amai Shiabdu to come about it. When he says, yeah, Shiabdu, that they mortgaged it, does he mean Machru? Or Mishkanu, does it? Because, yeah, in Shiab, Shiabdu means that they encumbered it. So he means that they sell it or do they take a mortgage on it? So Amale, so Rebbe says to Rebbe here, my nafkamina, what's the difference? Bain machru or bain mishkanu, motzina parnasa. Bain motzina mazonot. Rebbe says to Rebbe here, it makes no difference really if he sold it, they sold it or if they just took a mortgage on it. It's, it's irrespective, it, it makes no difference. When it comes to Parnassah, which is the Nadunya, the girls can go or the people looking after them and go and get that asset back and unravel the whole story. It's the brother's problems, but not for Mizonot, but not for monthly stipends to support them. So for Nadunya, they got the first call on the Mizonot was the brother's right to do it. What says Rav? And what's about Rav? What was, what was going through Rav's mind when he sent this question to Rabbi, to, to Rabbi in the first place to ask him? If it was that they had sold it, its question was, what did the brother sell it? He could have written into the star with the question when he wrote to Rebbe, and if it was that he asked the question about them taking a loan on the property, so why did he write into it? So Gamora says, no. Rav Tarvai Kemi Baile. He really wanted to know the answer to both these questions. Now, it's a bit of a game theory here, right? And he understood, right? If he had wrote, written only the question about machru, 
So then, Hanicha would have gone on to Machru. He would have said like this. If he would have answered him that if he had sold it, they can unravel the deal. So what would he have said? When they sold it, they can unravel it. Surely they just took a loan, they could unravel it. Now, but that's if he had said, no problem. But if Rebbe had answered him and said, no, if they sold it, you can't do anything. So then, I still have a question. What about, okay, so I understand if they sold it, they went such a radical extent, they can't un- unravel it. But what about, what would the case be if they just took a loan? And on the other hand, if he had written to Rebbe the question, Mishkanu, what about if they mortgaged it? So then, if Rebbe had said, listen, I took a mortgage, you definitely can't unravel it. Then, then I would understand that certainly you couldn't unravel a sale. On the other hand, if he had said to me, you can go and unravel the deal if there was a, a, a mortgage, I wouldn't know what would happen when you sold it. So therefore, he said to himself, Rebbe, Arav, Echtov lei, Shiabdu, Demash Mahachi, Umash Mahachi. Darren, I'm just curious, does, does the Gemara present this as it actually happening, or is it, you know, Rabina Rav Ashi's interpretation of what Rav might have said if he had asked him the question, why did he write it this way to Rebbe? I think it's Ravina Rashi trying to understand what what was going what was going behind Rav's mind. How do they know? They're coming up with it on their own. Yeah, I mean the the, the fact that there was a question sent, it seems to be a fact. Yeah. The okay. fact that Rabbi Chia was sitting there seems to be a fact. The fact that Rabbi Paskin what he said seems to be a fact. And now I think you're right. It's the editors of the Gemara saying, well, why didn't Rav just write the question? And now they postulate him what was going on in his mind. I think so. Okay. Uh, unless he left uh, expressive, I doubt it. I mean, I think you're right. It makes much more sense. <laughs> You had me there for a second because I was trying to think, where did we see Ravina Ravashi at? But I understand you meant the editors of the Gemara, Ravina Ravashi, correct. Ah, got it. Okay, Rabbi Yochan, so that was, that was Rabbi, the Rabbi's answer. Rabbi Yochan Amar, Echadze vechadze ein motzin. Rabbi Yochanan argues with Rabbi Avia. He says, no. Because what did Rabbi say? Echadze vechadze, no, sorry. Rabbi said, Bein mechru, you're all right, motzin. Bein mechru, bein shemishkanu, motzin a parnasa, vein motzin a mezonah. Rabbi said, when it comes to Parnassah, you do it for Nadunya, but not for Mazonot. Rabbi Yochanan says, Echad zev echad zev, meaning, Bain mishkanu, bain shiabdu, or bain mechru, ain motzin. Right? You don't sell it. You don't get rid of it. You don't unravel the deal. So now the Gemara asks again, look here, Robert, that goes the question again. So, Ibaya leyu. Now there was a kashi after the Bain Midrash. On Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan. Why Rabbi Yochanan say what he said? Lo shmele had Rabbi. Is it because he never heard what Rebbe's answer was? And But had he heard Rebbe's answer, he might have accepted it. He never knew what Rebbe said, so therefore he came with his own answer. That's what he thinks. But had he Rebbe said, he would have agreed. Or he heard what Rebbe said. Didn't agree with Rebbe. Right? Now to answer Rebbe Yochanan. So Toshma, let's try and see if we can bring an answer. We had it, Mar. We had so a person who dies and he leaves behind two daughters and a son. And the first daughter gets married. And she goes and takes the 10%. We saw yesterday, remember that the woman takes 10%. And now what happens is the second daughter doesn't manage to get married in time. 
and her husband, her brother dies. So now who's left in the world? Yeah, just these two daughters. All right, look at Rashi over here. Uh, now the whole Yerusha falls to these children. So now what's the story? Do we say that the second daughter first takes out 10% and then they split the balance? So each going to get 80% of the Yerusha. Says Rabbi Yochanan, says no. The second daughter is Mavater, that extra 10% she could have got if she had got married in time. Why she Mavater? Look at Rashi. When it comes to two daughters, two sisters, I'm a Yerusha, there there isn't Isun Nechasim. So now, Seems like we had Rabbi Yochanan making quite a statement, right? So Amar Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Chanina like this, he's arguing it. Says Gedore Mizu Amru. Says more than that. What did we see? Motzin the Parnasa, ve'ein Motzin the Mezonot. Gedore Mizu. Now I'm not sure if he's saying that Gedore Mizu, meaning Chachamim that are greater than you, are implying Rebbe. I'm not so sure about what, what, what is exactly who the Gedore Mizu is. But it seems like Gedolomizu, then Rabbi Yochanan, or they said a great thing. What did they teach us? Motzi in the Parnasa, ve'ein motzi in the Mazonot. They tell us that a girl, you can even go and unravel a deal to get, uh, to get them in the dunya. Yeah. Not for food. Ve'atamart, shnir vitra, and you say, Rabbi, yeah, the money's here, the money's sitting in the, on the table. She's mevater. We were happy to unravel a whole deal and go and get the guy who sold the property, force him to give it back. Or they're taking a mortgage, go and pay back the mortgage and free up the land so that the girls can get in the dunya. And you're saying, go, mevater, give up. Vim ita. Right? And if, so now the Gemara is like this. Vim ita. If Rabbi Yochanan never knew about this whole story, now, can we try to prove over here? The Gemara, the Gemara said, he bailed Rabbi Yochanan, lo shemielei, o shemielei, and he just doesn't agree. That was our question, right? So Toshma, we try to prove now that he actually did know. Because Naim Ita, that Rabbi Yochanan had never heard of Rabbi, of the Psaka Rabbi gave. So then Naimele, he should have said to Rabbi Chanina, man Amra, who's this Gedoy Lemizu you're talking about? Who said that? What do you mean you go and unravel a deal or you give back a mashkanta to pay the daughters then the dunya? Who said that? And he never said that. So the fact that he never said that seems to imply that he knew about it. Rippy? Right? Look at Rashi, Naimele Man Amra. And a love, therefore, Rashi Shmele, he did hear what Rebbe said. And he didn't accept it. He didn't go back to that whole story there of who said what you say. So Gemara says, no. Maybe he never really heard it. Maybe he didn't actually hear it. And really, the reason he never said, why didn't he say, who said that? Because now he is hearing it for the first time and he accepted it. 
And that's why I never argued. Right? Rashi said, in the past. And by that stage, we should never argue with him. And now why? And we could even say, maybe, over here, maybe, he might even agree that under normal circumstances, he wouldn't accept with Rebbe. But in a case like this, there's a reason why he would accept it. And what is that? Because yeah, where would Rabbi Yochanan say that, you, that, that maybe we wouldn't unravel it? And she's, she's mevater when she's getting so much money. So we're going to now start picking over that 10%. There's a bit of a Musara scale here, right? Children inherit a lot of money. We're going to start arguing over every single percent. So you got a, when you got married, you got a bill. But now look at the windfall you've got. So don't go and look at your sister and say, ah, but you got an extra 10%. You got a windfall now. So okay, she keep the 10%. Maybe that's when Rabbi Yochanan would say, Mavate, even though he, he, he agrees with Rabbi. So I'm going to Rabbi Yehima, Rabbi Ashi. Rabbi Yehima says, Rabbi Ashi, Rabbi Ata. So according to you, explain Rabbi Yochanan, that why does he say over here, still, even though he knows what Rebbe says, and he may even agree with Rebbe, he still says over here, Vitra, why? Because she got this windfall. So if you're saying that, and then Atah, Ashkacha, Metziah, Ba'alma, Dika, Rivach, Beita, Hachinamid, Lo Yehibnelei, Isun, Achasim, so a girl who, let's say, she won the lotto yesterday. So what now, she's just going to tell her daughter, her sister, don't worry about the Yerusha, and, and, and give my Isun, Achasim. Ah, I won the lotto yesterday. You keep it. It doesn't work like that. He says, Amale, Saravashi says to Rav Yemar, Ana Rivach Bitter Mahani. Nichse, Rivach Bitter Mahane, Nichse Kamina. Sorry. He says, When did I say that? It's not if something extraneous happened. Well, within the family. When it comes to splitting our family assets, if the windfall comes from the family, there we don't dip it. But go, because she's got money, she's never give up her Yerusha because she's got money somewhere else. And I'm not saying. Talk about in our case. That seems to be what's going on over here. So to sum up, it would look like Rabbi Yochanan wouldn't necessarily agree. He knows about Rebbe. He might even agree with Rebbe, with what Rebbe said. But in our case, because there was a big Yerusha over here, I mean, the case like this, he would say, she's mevater, because well, her sister's going to start fighting now about 10% if it's a big, uh, if it's a big Yerusha. Amr Ameymar. Ameymar says, but your reshet havia. Right? What is but your reshet havia? Look at Rashi. Isu nechassim. This isu nechassim, that we're speaking of, that the woman gets this 10% of the estate, which for her nedunya, she tignula betorat yerusha takinla. He says, but yerusha havia. It's a takana of yerusha. Now we'll see in a moment, there's a difference between if it's a, 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 as a yerusha, or if she gets it because the brothers owe it to her. Remember, she's, Basically, at the, at the mercy of her brothers now. And Amar Ravashi la Meymar. Amar Ravashi la Meymar. So he says, Ilu bayi lisluke bezuze. Hachinami, dilo matlis luke. He says, Tell me something. So, according to you now, she says she's a Yerusha. So, therefore, the brother just wanted to like buy her out with a small amount. So then they wouldn't be able to. So, Amarayin says, Yes, absolutely. They wouldn't be able to. Says, and they wanted to say, you know what? 
They've got a lot of farms. So they said, you know, you take one of those farms. They said 10%, but it's a farm, now they take it. What? Also, would we be able to buy you out? Yes, absolutely, yes. So we see over here that Amaymar, as far as Amaymar is concerned, she's about your reshet, and therefore she's entitled to that Isra Nechassim, comes to through Yerusha, and it's not a Chov, and therefore they can't just buy out, they've got to give the opposite. Rabbi Ashi Amar, no, Rashi says, Bat Palat Chov, Avia. Rashi says that she's a Balat Chov. Look at Rashi. Umatzilis Luke Bezuzi, and therefore there's a debt over here, so therefore they can negotiate with her and, uh, and sort of like buy her out and give her less amount than, than the whole 10%. What they do is that they give her the same amount, they just, like they had different lands, they would just give her a value rather than saying, you actually inherit this land with us, you inherit that land with us. I mean, look, I, I understand what you're saying, but the reason why... So Ilu Baili Sluke Bezuze, you saying it's not enough commands that instead of giving her land, they want to give her money. Or Ilu Baili Sluke Bechada Ara, which they think is worth better and not 10% of all the farms. That's what you're saying. It sounds better than what I was saying. I mean, it makes, it makes, it makes more sense because why would she want to give up? But then what is, so, so as you're saying, so as, as a Yoreshet, ah, and then we say, maybe you're right. I think you could be right. So Yoreshet means, to, uh, right. And a Yoreshet means that she's got equal rights to all the brothers and everything. And they want to just like send her off with something over here where Balchov means that they owe the money and if they can pay the money through every way they want. I, I, I accept that. I prefer that. You're right. Okay. I'm re-revising re, re, to what Robert said. Makes more sense to me, man. right? So, but so yeah, if it's a if it's a, if it's a Russia, so then it means they're entitled. She's entitled to a tenth, or let's say that the ten brothers, or a fifth, or whatever the case of every single piece of property that the family own, and they can't just give her one field and say go your own way. Whereas the Balchov, they can. Okay, I, I like. I mean, so Ravashi Balchovi, and the Gemara says Hadar You see, no, no, nothing wrong with changing your mind. Even Hadar Hadarbe. You see, the Gemara came to save me, right? Even Amaymar also agreed in the end with Ravashi and said, you know what? I agree with you. I was standing once. I had Amaymar changed his mind. I was with Amaymar. This woman arrived in front of Amaymar. came to try and help her. That he must help her get her 10% for the, for the, uh, for the Nadunya. The Chazita Ledate. Right, and we could see what was going on in his mind. The e ba'i nisluke bezuze have a mesalekla. Right, that if they they wanted to pay you out of here, the shame me'ache, because he heard from the brother saying, "Tabu kamri la ilu avelan zuze salik ne mezuze." If you don't, I don't know. We're careful that if the case, I don't know. If we want, we just buy you out here with money. Ve'ishtik, and Amaymar never said anything. Velo amalehu velo midi. So we see that our main might actually change his mind. Remember, didn't interfere and say, oh, boy, he's going to relax. What are you talking about? 10, 30% of the whole Yerusha is hers. He just kept quiet and let the brothers negotiate with her and do what they said. of Okay, so we agree now that she's a Balat Chov. We've all agreed, even our main that, that, that like Rabash is a Balat Chov. So the Gemara says, so who's she a Balat? Who's the, who, who owes her the money? The Abodachi. She a Balat Chov to the father or to the brothers? In other words, is her claim against the father or is it against the brothers that have now inherited all the, all, 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 all the, all the, all the estates? What's the difference? What, what's the practical, what's enough community between the two? What's the difference? Is a practical difference? 
אין שלא בשבוע. רץ, אסייס לביג לבינונית, ואין ועל השבוע, וזיברית בשבוע. רץ, כלום because if the father owed her the money so now the Baal Chov is coming to claim from the Yatomim if you're a Baal Chov and you're coming to claim from the Yatomim then the Halakha is quite simple you can only get Ziburit land and you have to have a, make a Shvua that the, that the father owed you the money V'yi Balat Chov Shalahem But if the, the, the Yatomim, the brothers, are the ones who owe the money, ain't can barley frame and say Yatomim, this girl's not now coming to claim from them as Yatomim. Yatomim are when you come and you claim what the father owed from his children. Here he's coming, she's coming to claim what they owe her. They're not Yatomim vis-a-vis she. They're Yatomim vis-a-vis the father. Vis-a-vis the sister, they're owners of land who owe her money. So then, she doesn't have to make a shvua, and she can claim from Bainanich, she can get better land, out of the Zibrit. So that's the Nafkamina. Who's the Shia Baal Chovov? Clear, clear? Right? So he says, Toshma goes, Toshma, let's try and answer this. Deravina, Agvele Bartei, Derav Ashi, Mimarbrei, Derav Ashi. Ravina came, the daughter of Rav Ashi, from Rav Ashi's son. Right? And he took Bainanich, And so, so, so Ravina came to get Rav Ashi's daughter's uh, uh, Nadunia. Now there were two brothers. There was Marbre Rashi who was alive and there was Rav Sama Bered Rav Ashi who was dead. Rashi actually, uh, uh, Rashi fills in the gaps. If you look at that Rashi, end of the Rashi, Rashi is like this. Rav Ashi met, Rashi died. Who met Rav Sama Benor Bechayab and unfortunately his son Rav Sama had died In his own lifetime. So he buried his son. And when the daughter now, after she died, came to get the, her, 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 her Nedunia. So he came over here and he took from the brother who was alive without a Shavuah and Bainanit. In other words, because he was the, no, not coming to claim the father's land, right? It wasn't a chov of the father. We think it was a chov of the son. So for him, it was But however, from the children of Rav Sama, who were the grandchildren of Ashi, because here their father, he died. He took from them with the Shavuah and only Ziburit. Why? Because they were Yotomim. You got it? It's the third generation over here. There was Rav Ashi, his son Rav Sama, and his children. Rav Sama was really dead. So he couldn't, so he was taken from Yorshim, from Yotomim. So there he took, so we see that, oh, but, the, but the brother who was alive, who really was the brother, because it's that generation, that level, which owed the sister the money, were treated as, as a chov of their own. 
Let's go on to Mishnah. The young, uh, or the small Rabbi Barahuna from an harder question. Not a question, he sent him a, he sent him a letter saying like this. Obviously, he was sending a letter. There was a woman who was coming to Naharda to go and settle with her brothers to get her in a dunya. He sent a letter, he said, When this girl arrives, he says, Please get her 10% for Isun Chasim. And even from an Itstrubl, what is that? Moshav Amata Rechaim, Kmochenu Mikarke Chashivlei. So I don't know from the, the, I think it's like the base of the, of the, of the grindstone. I don't think that's what Rashi is telling us over here. English translation, correct what I said? Yeah, right? The base of the mill. The base of the mill, okay. So Rashi say, in other words, that's not really land, right? But because it's the base of the mill, which is like fitted to the ground, it's like a fixture. It's treated as if it's land. Even if you've got to sell that, raise the money. Rental. So people own properties. You don't have to go and sell the sell the house. Just take over the rental. It's also coming from property from land. Listen, I'm a little story. Listen to the story. Shlach le Ravana. Ravana says to Ravuna. Ravuna was an important guy. Remember, Ravuna, we said, like Ravuna, he was close to the, uh, to the, uh, new help me, to the, um, new, the bait, uh, new, the Resh Galuta. Resh Galuta. He was a chash of a guy. We saw many times already. We saw in Eruvin as well that Halochas uh, Rakavuna in many cases, real heavyweight Tamit Chochem. So Ravana says Ravuna left and he says to him, like, Huna Chavrin Shlam. Huna, my friend, how are you? Right, doesn't address him by Rav Huna. He says, Huna, my mate. How are you, mate? Right? So Huna gets the letter. Right? So he gets, he gets sorted out. He gets the, he gets the money for them. Right? He gets, he does, he does his job. But now, Havayati Rashad was sitting there with him at the time. So Amar lay. So Ravuna says to Rav Sheshet. Rashi said, Ravuna says to Rav Sheshet, Zil Eimelay. Now listen, Rav Sheshet, my boy. Go and tell the Shav Anan. And he says it even strong. He says, Ubesham Teyeman, the law Amar lay. And the person doesn't do what I'm telling him to do. I will be Besham Te, will be putting Chayrim. Anan, Anan. He says to him, Anan, Anan. Right, like it's a nickname. Mi mekarke or mi metaltele. He says, do you want me to grab the money, get the money of the Ishunachasim for her from the land of the family or from the movals of the family? And now he throws in an extra question along the way just to confuse Rav Anan. He says, Uman yativ bay marzicha beresha. When it comes to a bay marzicha, we'll see what that means just now. Who sits at the top, at the head of the table? Look at Rashi says over here, the very first wild lines Rashi, says, Mi seva, mi mesa beveit avel brosha kruim. Who sits at the head of the table of the avelim? But if you look at Rashi there before that, that's what I want to say. Od sheila acheret shivani. Another question he sent him as well. So now, Azar of Anan, the Kamet de Marukva. So now, Rav Anan, 
comes to uh, sorry, sorry, I skipped over there. Umar the Azar Rav Sheshet lekamed Rav Anna. So Rav Sheshet now in fear, right? Because he's the youngster here on the block. He comes to Rav Anna, and Amai said to Rav Anna like this. Remember, he's been warned by Rav Huna that if you don't say what I'm saying in the way that I said it, you put him to Chera. So he says to him, Amar le Mar Rabba. Rav Anan, great man. Rav Huna, but ever Rav Huna, Rabbi de Rabba. Now this could be translated as he's the Rabba, the great man's Rav, or he's even greater than the great man. How do the English Gemara translate that, by the way? It says, Mar, uh, Mar Rabba, my master is a master. Uh, Rav Huna, Rav, 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 Rav Huna is master's master. Okay, so he's your Rav, basically. He says, you my Rav, I'm accepting you, but however, Rav Huna is your Rav. V'shamute shamait man de lo amalei. And he says, and Rav Huna is the, who's the boss. He's the greater one. He's your Rav as well. He said, whoever doesn't say what we're going to say is going to go into Chayra. He loved the shamit lo ave ka'imina. And he says, if it wasn't for that, he says, I wouldn't be standing here now. Or I wouldn't say what I'm saying. He says, Anan, and I quote exactly what Ravunatan to say. Anan, Anan. Mimakarke or Mimataltele, from land or from movables. Remember, Anan, Anan, does say Rav Anan or Harav or whatever he says, Omar. Anan, Anan. Right, hey, whatever. And the second question you ask him, Uman Yati Bay Mirzarchi Abarasha. And who sits at the head of the table for Avelu? So as Ravanan Kamed Mar Ukva. So now he goes, oh, my was the guy all there next to him. There he goes to work. He says, Amalei, Chazimar, did you see Marukva? Heichishlachli Ravuna. Haravuna sent this guy. He says, Anan, Anan. What just calls me Anan, Anan? Who am I? Vod. He says, the first Marzichi de Shalachli. Lo Yadadamah, he asked me a question about a Marzicha. I don't even know what this Marzicha is. So Amalei, so Marukva says to Anan, Emelizi says, show me, Gufa de Uf Dabeg. Tell me, what was the story? He says, He tells him the Masi, I suppose that he sent him the story, the woman, he sent him the letter. And then he said, he wrote back to me, he sent, he sent Rav Shahid to me. Samar Samarukva says to Ravanan, A person who doesn't know what a Marzicha is, Shalachre Ravuna, Huna Chavrin. Has the audacity to let Ravuna calling him my friend? You're not his friend. You don't come to his toenails. What do you mean you're his friend? You ever know what a marzichim is? So he says, and I'm not sure if it's the Gemara now, or if it's Rav, uh, he says, my marzichim, what is it? So he says, Avel. Gemara says, yeah, it's Avel and Avel. A person anymore. Dichtiv, Kwamar Hashem, Al Tabobet Marzach. Right, the passage over here is called Kwamar Hashem, the Tabobet Marzach. Okay, if you understand, that's, that's he says, Barzakh is a Baitavel. Because that was a little bit of a story over there, which uh, I suppose the, the, the reason why it was told in Agamor is because it was talking about a guy who sent a letter to Rav Huna, asking him to sort out the, the issue in the Chasim of the Nadunya. But really, there's a lot more at play here. Because Ariyavayu, so now it seems that, the, that the Avel sits at the head of the table. And now, where do we know that from? We can't give it sidetracked. It's a Shinemar. Quite the Pasuk over here. The Pasuk says, the Pasuk in Eov, Evchar Darkam, 
Tuesday was ve shav rosh ve shkon kemelech begdur kasher avelim yenachem. So the bchar darkam ve shav asit the top ve shkon kemelech begdur like 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 asit like like a king of the of his legion kasher avelim yenachem. When avelim are comforting people yenachem. So we say, what do you mean? That's not an avel. Those people are coming to menachem avelim. So it says yenachem acheri mashma. Means you mean as in which the Amr of Nachman by Yitzchak says pronounce it. Now the two ways of doing it. It seems from Rashi over here and from Tosfot, by the way, that it, you should read this. I punctuated it Yenucham, but I think it actually it should be written Yinachem. You'll see why I'm saying that. Which Nachman by Yitzchak said, don't read it Yenachem, ela Yinachem. Look at Rashi. You don't make a patach and a kara, and this is an alaf for a hay smuchin. No, I'm not going to do that. Or alpia and a kudash shimitachte, and this is a nikud underneath it. For he, let's see what he says now. He ba'ab mukom ot kilu katuv yinaem. You see that yinachem. You see that yinah with an alaf. Yinachem. The kevin shloketiv kan alaf. This is the alaf avia. Al korchach al pim mesora ketuv atak. We read according to mesora, which is yenachem. But he says, "Vezehu amenucham atzmo klomar kavod amenachem." Even though you write it yenachem, it's as if it should be written yenachem, which means the person being comforted himself. Okay, I'm not a TikTok expert, but that's how that, that's that's the reason how they learn the commandments from that. Marzuk Amar Meachar Marzuk is own source of where the idol sits at the head. He says, "Vesar marzech shruchim." So he spits the word up here, Marzech, to be Mar Vezach. Look at Rashi over here, Mar Vezach. says, Misha Nafsho Mara, whose soul is bitter, Vedato Zacha, and his mind is like all over the show. Um Utka Me'alav. Right? Like, uh, not, 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 not uh, really. Give me an installation there. From Mar Vezach. Uh, one was bitter. And Zach is detached. Detached, okay. Okay. But, so, so, so he says, a person like that, a mar Zach, na So that's how he learns. like this. Halocha, we're summing up this whole story we've been speaking about now, about the Nadunya. Where do you get it from? From Makarke to Metaltelin? He says, Hilcheta, mi Makarke, velo mi Metaltele. Only from Karke, not from Metaltele. Bain the Mazone, bain the Ketube, bain the Parnasa. For all these things, whether it's Mazone, Ketube, Parnasa all comes from Karka. Now, take a moment and look quickly at this Tosfot over here. Amar Rabbi Hilchita. Amar Rabbi Hilchita. Rabbi says, the Tosfot over there, he says the second Tosfot on the Daf. Hilchita le'el, Daf nun alef, perashnu debizman hazeh kulu mimetaltilei. Says Tosfot, this is all very nice and good in the times of Chazal. Or the times of the Gomorrah, when everybody owned land, they were all farmers, and everybody had a house. Uh, 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 but today, Bizban and Bizban and Bala Tosfot already uh, a thousand years ago, or no, a little bit less, so Rashi died in 1105. So say from 1200s. From the 1200s, how long is that? 800 years, already 900 years, Metal today. Now, quickly, let's go back. To Daf Nun Aleph Amud Aleph, which we learned, and we never saw the Tosfot on that Daf. I didn't pay attention too much attention to it. There's a Tosfot on Nun Aleph Amud Aleph, which says in the second Tosfot as well on the Daf. 
So it's only mekarkin and not metaltlin, whether it's mezonot or parnasa. Okay, Ketub is not mentioned over here. Skip down, we won't read the whole Tosfot, to one, two, three, four, five, six lines from the end of that Tosfot. He says, V'chihai gavne mafli gashas. says, in this man, he says, go one up. So Shmuel beda amedita shedato shedigbe mi metaltile. So Shmuel says over here that you claim these things from metaltin. He says, in this manner, mafli gashas, hatam, we see all over the show. It's all from Metautlein. And we, in our generation, are witness. So therefore we, gain, we can see that that is really the mindset of the father, that he intends to fund his, fund his daughter from a Taltalin and not from a Karkin, which I think we all witness today, right? Anybody's married off a child, so please God, no one's had to go and sell a house to marry off their daughter, right? They cash in their savings or they set up some shares, whatever the case is, and they take the money and they go marry her. And they set her up and do what they got to do with it. I've never married a daughter, so I can't really, I don't know who am I to comment. But it appears that that's the way that people do things. Um, so, so that's an interesting toss over here, that even though the Gemara is adamant that it's all Makarkin, all Makarkin, all Makarkin, bottom line is the reality of our times are that it's Metaltin. Okay, let's quickly go through this new mission. It's a person now sends with a messenger. He sends him a message to his daughter. To go and buy for her. He gives money to her. guy. He says, please go buy my daughter a field or a house or a farm, whatever the case is. She's getting married. The hero man, the daughter says, I'm happy that you sent your messenger there. He's a nice guy, but I trust my husband. He's got an MBA and he's got more experience and he's this, 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 and this. You know? So the Mishnah says, The Mishnah says, all very nice that his daughter trusts her husband. Right? The bottom line is the father sent the money. The father will do what the father says. The shish part has to be remade. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Rabbi Yossi says, The Chene Lesade, Virotzani Mokra, Arayi Mokra Miyach, Arayi Mokra Miyach Shab. Versus, what are you talking about? Once the once the land is bought and they're married, and he wants to, she wants to sell. Can she sell it? Of course, she can sell it. Does she have to go and ask her father first? No. So then, what do we care about the shlish of the father? The guy with the money, let her she do it. So what's the bedroom? What are we talking about? Begadola, a grown woman. About bekatana, when it's a small girl, ain't masek katana klum. A young kid is nothing. What's going to ask us now? Is that begadola or katana going on the ratio? Of uh, Rabbi Meir, also going on, Rabbi, on, uh, on Mashlish. We'll see, we're going to see a bright in a moment. It may come to you in a few moments. So now the Gemara is like this. So a person sends to his son in law. Okay? So he sends a Shalish to his son in law. To go and buy a, f- a land for his daughter. The man, the daughter says to, to the guy, you know the body, give him a husband. So the brighter here says now, Mina Nesuin, Arashupia, if they already married Nesuin, so then 
you can do it. Give it because Rashi said even the father didn't really want the shlish, you know, to look after the money in this guy until they were married. So once they're married, give it to them. Right? I mean, I would say if they're only engaged, yeah, the bright is a bit more detailed than the Mishnah. The bright really makes a distinction over here now between when the guy arrives, are they already had the suin or they only had Yairusin. And yeah, Rabbi Yossi says, Omer, a gedola, Yossi would depend. If she's a gedola, she's already over 12 and a half, so baby, a suin, baby, a suin, I should be out. Makes no difference. If she's married or betrothed, it's hers. Katana, however, baby, a suin, baby, a suin, yasi, ashlish, mashlu, shlash, bayado. No, Rabbi Yossi makes a distinction between whether she's a gedola or a katana. She's a gedola, makes if she's married or not. If the katana makes a difference, most makes if she's married or not. The gedola, she can do what she wants, and the katana, the shlisha, do what he has to. So the one says, my beinayu. What is the machloket here between Rabbi, uh, uh, between uh, Rabbi Meir and, uh, and, and Rabbi Yossi? Baha'i plige gedola be katana. Right? So what's the difference they're arguing about the, the, the age and the set? The one says, ida me katana, mean anasuin. When Rabbi Yossi said, "Omer hagadola be'emin asuim be'emin akirusin," I should be added. Katan be'emin asuim be'emin arusin yasi ashlish. So he doesn't make katan be'emin asuim. It can be nayu. So are we going to say really that the machloket between them is the katan min hanasuim? Because why? According to Rabbi Meir, what do Rabbi Meir say? Says not. He's not about be'emin asuim. I should be added. Be'emin arusin yasi ashlish. So Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Meir also says, is if they're married or they're not. And Rabbi Yossi says, the Gedola, if she's married or not, and the Katana. So Rabbi Meir says, if she's married, she can do what she wants. And Rabbi Yossi said, no, even if she's married, but she's a Katana, she can't do what she wants. So the woman says, Rabbi Meir, Sabar Hashupayada, if she's a Katana and she's Minana Suin. Vat Rabbi Yossi, the Meimar, the Harashut, sorry, Rabbi Meir, Sabar Harashut Bayada. Right. Rabbi saying what's important to us is if she's married or not. And if she was married, she's a katana. It's hers. Comes on Rabbi Yossi the Meimar. nami gedola in katana. Rabbi Yossi says no. Even if she's married, only she's a gedola, not if she's a katana. So that's what it seems to understand at the moment. Because wait a second, I'm a safer. But what did the safer tell us? The safer tells us. In our Mishnah, we're going to look in our Mishnah. The Mishnah Sefer said, That a Ketana, her Maaseah, or Klum, don't mean anything. So now, Haman Ketana, who said that in the Mishnah? Go back to the Mishnah. Your husband's trustworthy. I want you to do it. Rabbi Amir says, The Shlish does it. Rabbi Yossi said, "The Chiana Ela said, but it's a it's a field. You're talking about Chareiy Kemochay Vegemachshav." And now, Bamed the Rabbi Murim, Begedola Vabegetarim Asayaklum. Is that going on, Rabbi Yossi, or going to be made? That's the most question. Man Ketanida. Idem Rabbi Yossi. If Rabbi Yossi is the one telling us that it's only a Gedola the Ketana, he says, "Ha Miraisha Shamat Mina." We already learned from the Raisha of Rabbi Yossi. Next, Rabbi Yossi said. In other words, who's the one, Rabbi, Rabbi Yossi Spear, who's the one who's able to sell something now? Who's got the da'at to do a sale? 
Gedole, the Batzvini. A grown up, so Rabbi Yossi is all discussions about a Gedola. In Ketanid, the Batzvini, law. So therefore, we didn't need the end of the Mishnah, Bamed, Mamun, Tami, a Gedola, but not a Ketana, with the God Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi is saying, Who can sell? Only a Gedola can sell. A Ketana can't sell. She got no da'at. So it must mean that the safer of that Mishnah was talking about Rabbi Meir. So the answer says, no, it must be Meir. Right? So if it's Rabbi Meir, so then it goes like this, he, the Chisura Mechshan, this is, a, this Mishnah is missing all of the stuff. We have to explain it properly. Vachi Ketani. This is how you going to read the Mishnah. Yaseh Ashlish Mashehu Shlash Piyado. That's what Rabbi Meir says. Hamashlish Mamat Lebitu, he says with somebody, what are we speaking about, Shabbi Meir? Mina Erosin, Mina Erosin. But if she's married, right, then she can do it. And when are we speaking about that she's married? Begedola. Okay, so now we agree that everybody agreeing over here that a katana isn't in Machlub Jami Yudim Rabbi Yossi. Both of you and Rabbi Yossi both agree that a katana ain't Masaya Klum. So, what is the Machloket now between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yossi? We say, Ela Gedola mina Erushnik. When I read the Machloket is a Gedola who's Ma'uresit, who's betrothed. Right? And, how, and that, that seems to make sense. Because look in the Mishnah. Hamashlish Bartle Bitov, you made name and Bali Alaya, say, Ashlish Mashushlash. Remember, Rabbi Yossi says, Right? So therefore, So back in the brighter, we look in the brighter again. Whatever. There, says, So it's really the Gedola from the Erosin, because Rabbi Meir says that only Nesuin, and it's a Gedola, Rabbi Yossi says, even if it's a Gedola, whether she's married or not, it makes no difference. So the Machlum between them is, we narrowed it down, to the Gedola, Minan Nesuin. Now it says, we're eat by Rabbi Yehuda Amashmuel, Rabbi Yehuda Amashmuel, Rabbi Yossi. Let's be honest, it doesn't really come as a big surprise to any of us, right? Because we know, Rabbi Yossi, right, Halacha Imo, Nimuko Imo, always like him. So Rabbi Amarav Nachman, no, Halacha Rabbi Meir. And the, if you look in the actual way where the, where the letters are, the Gemara, it seems that Kalok is like a Look at Rashi. Why says of Nachman? Time mishum the mitzvah lekayem divrei hamet. There's a mitzvah to do what the mate wants, and the mate, and the mate said in plaza over here. That, uh, you know, he sent a mashlish, sent a, he sent someone to do it. Therefore, he's the guy now. He gave the money to the person he was dead. And he asked the guy to go do it. Then we do it. I think we end up over here. We'll carry on tomorrow.